Hello, and welcome to Stuff Mom I Forgot to Tell You. I'm Monica Francois Marcel, a Gen X founder, entrepreneur, and baseball mom based in Chicago. And I believe that if we're very lucky and work very hard, life will be long and it will be messy. So to help us with the mess and provide tips for longevity and joy in what lies ahead, each episode, I'm borrowing either the mother of a friend or a trusted mentor that I greatly admire. This is a diverse group of women who've been there and done that, and you are going to love their stories. My own mom isn't here anymore, so the stuff these women share is precious to me, and their cross-generational pearls of wisdom are just what we all need. I'm so excited for you to join us, so let's jump in. Bess McGinnis is today's very special guest. When the idea for this podcast came about, Bess was one of the very first people that came to mind. Ever since my friend Kelly McLeod Shingen told me about her mom, a fellow small business owner and working mother in Chicago, I wanted to meet Bess, compare notes, and hear her story. Now 81 and facing some health challenges, Bess is grateful to her grandson Max for being present with her during the interview and helping us get online today. We're grateful too, Max. Thank you. Now let's get started. Today, I am thrilled, thrilled to meet for the first time uh, Bess McInnes, who I have been wanting to meet ever since my dear friend Kelly first told me about her mom. And I live, Bess, also in Chicago, by the way. I just live up the road from you, um, not too far. And yet we've never met. So welcome. Hello. How are you today? Thank you. I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Our project, Bess, is a chance to kind of learn from women who are strong, who are smart, who have, um, in many cases, themselves raised some really smart, strong women. And uh, I just know that, you know, your family fits that description. I've also had a chance to uh, spend time with at least one of your phenomenal grandchildren, Max, and, and I love Max as well. So first of all, thank you for raising such a great family. You're welcome. Pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I know a lot about their stories, but I want to begin with you, and I want you to tell me a little bit about your story. And specifically, I'd love you to share a little bit about what it was like for you when you were growing up, kind of where you grew up, and talk a little bit about your relationship with your own mom. And what is it when you were a little girl that you kind of wanted to be? Did people have expectations for you? Just talk a little bit about what it was like when you were very young and and what you thought you were going to be in the world. Okay. I grew up with, with my grandmother. We were in the South. My, grand, uh, my mom came to the North so she could finish her education. And my grandmother took care of my sister and I and, um, until after we graduated high school. No, grammar school. Then my mom came and got us. My mom had her master's. She had everything. She became a school teacher. And um, she was very busy, very active. She became a radio announce, uh, uh, what is commentator, and uh, wow. church. And wow. she was just a busy woman. And but she made certain we stayed in school. We went to Catholic school. When we finished Catholic school, we went on to college, and. I enjoyed it. I didn't have any idea of what I wanted to do with my life. So 
I just drifted along until somebody says, oh, you know, you'd be a very good school teacher. And then I thought about it. I said, I don't know if I want to be bothered with all the kids. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I just stayed out there. And then I went into sales. So I became a real estate broker. And I was a real estate broker for about 15 years. It was the best decision I ever made. We lived very well, thank God. And I enjoyed it. But then the market sort of slowed down or closed up on me. And at that point, I decided I wanted to just be a grandmother. And so I just stayed home and did what I wanted to do. But it was a good life, a good life. I don't think I would have chosen to be anything else. So being a school teacher was one of the things that you considered before you went into um, real estate. I, I too, like have had a couple of different careers or things that I've thought about along the way. Can I ask, what did you study in school, in, in college? When I was in college, I studied chemistry. I loved chemistry. Interesting. Wow. And how do you think, have you used any of that? Because like I was, Bess, I studied engineering, actually. And um, strangely, I found a way to use my engineering to help me understand the world. It helps me understand um, people and systems and it helps me kind of break down ideas. I'm wondering, do you think that your chemistry training has kind of given you an advantage in some of the things that you did in work? I think so. My stepfather was a chemist and he had a business. He had a, a women's makeup business and he really? taught me everything he knew about the business until he got sick and passed away. I enjoyed it. It made me very proud of to appreciate who I was, you know, and they made, made me understand that when a woman leaves out of the house, she had to look presentable and all of that. He was, he was a good influence on me. And uh, yeah, I think it was good. I think school is necessary for young people growing up, you know, whether they want to go into any particular field, they need that education. And I think they just need that discipline. Yeah, I enjoyed it. It teaches our brains how to work, right? Yes, it does. And solve problems and solve problems. Okay, so my next question, you started to answer it, but when you look on your life, again, you've done so many amazing things and you've got a lot of years ahead of you, um, but I'm curious, what are some of the things that you are most proud of? My daughters and my grandchildren. I think they are very smart. I think that they can do anything in life they want to do. And most of the time they do just that, whatever they want to do, <laughs> you know? So I think I'm most proud of my family. And one of the things that I know Kelly is proud of with you, I've heard her talk about your real estate business actually, you know? And I remember thinking, wow, you know, I live in Chicago. You're just a little older than me. And I can imagine having a business uh, being a businesswoman, you know, being running your own business in Chicago. Can you talk a little bit what, about what that was like, raising kids and having a business like that? Um, my children were very understanding and appreciative, appreciative of my having a business because they realized it afforded them a lifestyle that they otherwise probably wouldn't have had. Uh, they did help out an awful lot. They would get out of school because my business was 
about a couple of blocks from their school. They would come over to school and they would do their homework while I'm finishing up for the day. They participated in helping clean the office and, and even discuss real estate with some of the clients. The clients would like to question them, you know, to see how they felt about it. Really? Yeah, it was fun. It was fun. They, <laughs> then I, they were taught how to uh, accept the clients into the office and welcome them and give them coffee, tea or whatever and talk with them. And so it was, it was fun. They I made certain that they were not bored with it. So they loved it. I'm noticing a, a thread, right? Cause you, you very casually mentioned, was it your mother or your grandmother that had a master's degree? My mother. Your mother, right? Um, and then you have this very successful business. Uh, I know Kelly has also been an incredible entrepreneur. It's fascinating the power I'm thinking of the role models here. Cause I can say, that, that's pretty impressive, right? This intergenerational, and, and your own grandmother, you said, was like a big presence for you. Yeah. What are some of the things with your grandchildren now that you're hoping that they will take away from you? If you think back again, there's kind of this, you've been role modeling, you know, strength and, and being a business owner and being a great mom, clearly. And if you think about some of the messages you try to give to your grandkids, what would you say are some of the most important messages? What, what do you talk to them about this? What are some of the things you want them to know? I think we've been talking ever since they were little small kids, you know, and they they used to, they just knew everything that I was into. Their mother and father were into. So they were just smart kids. <laughs> you know, they watched us. They did exactly what they, you know, saw us do. And, and they were not, little pests. They were kids that wanted to do something with themselves, you know? They started making things and playing in their lives when they were just little tots. And uh, it, we didn't have to do much talking to them at all. I didn't have to. Maybe their parents did, but when they got to me, they were prepared already. So, you know, they... Um, they didn't spend an awful lot of time with me, but when they did, we just had a great time. And whatever they wanted to know or do, we did. And I think every once in a while, we used to take little trips and things. They were not long trips. We'd take little trips and things. And when Kelly and our family would go on vacation, like we went to Europe and different places, they would include me, and I loved it. <laughs> you know? and so we had a good time. They're just smart kids. Well, you know, I'm thinking now um, about the lessons that you gave by having your kids be a part of your business in a way, right? Nothing, nothing right. official, right? But having them see you in action and involving you, I mean, you involving them, you know, with the clients and all the things that probably taught them. It's pretty impressive because I think, you know, we, I don't know, I think about my own mom and she would bring me to work. And I remember as you were talking, like she would let me do little errands, mm -hmm. you know, like I would get to um, make the tea for people or she would let me file things or every now and then um, someone that she knew, no one, no one, you know, important was, would call and she'd let me talk to them on the phone. And I remember um, just the power in terms of thinking, huh, you know, in addition to being my mom, <laughs> these are the things that she does out in the world, you know, so 
There's a lot in that. There's a lot in that. So talk to me now about what are some of the things, Bess, if you think about your life and things you want for Kelly, for example, um, or other women that are in their 50s, what are some things that you think women should do in their 50s or 60s to try to just make sure that they live like a long, great life? And I ask because there's not a lot of useful, I think, advice out there, Bess, right? If you know there's a lot of books, there's a lot of articles about what we should do in our 20s or when our kids are little, but there's really not a lot of great um, resources for how we live the rest of our life. So I'm curious, you know, what did you do in your 50s for yourself, for example, or any point that you think has made a difference? I worked a lot when I was in my 50s. Uh, I liked my job, so I enjoyed working. Uh, I liked making money. <laughs> and uh, like I said, I spent as much time as I could possibly spend with my grandchildren. I uh, had friends, girlfriends. We'd go on shopping trips. We would, you know, take little trips, uh, weekend trips and things. Um, we had little clubs uh, that we would, you know, be interested in. We, Each of us chose something that we were interested in, and then we would participate in that for each, the interest of each one of our members. We would travel with our husbands uh, twice a summer, and then we would have parties every once in a while. So we just had a good time. And our children, we would get our children together. So our children grew up with our friends' children. So it was fun. We enjoyed it. So it sounds like you created a sense of community. Mm-hmm. We were active in the church and that it's full. And wherever we were needed, we were there. If you think back, is there anything, well, how do I say this? Like if my mom were here, the stuff I would want to ask her now would be things like, hey, mom, what are some, I wouldn't say mistakes, because I believe that everything happens for a reason, right? But um, I'd like to know some of the things that were harder from my mom, or maybe some of the things that didn't go the way she thought they were going to go, or maybe they were a mistake, I don't know, along the way. And I'd love to know, because I think we learn a lot from hardship, and we learn sometimes about how to have a lesson, right, from an experience. And so I'm curious, is there anything in your life that didn't go quite the way you wanted it to go? Is there any like big lessons that you've learned from that maybe you could share one or two with us? I think the one thing that especially women should do is um, before they decide to get married and have a family and all, they need to know exactly what their spouse wants and expects out of life. I had big dreams, big desires for my children. My husband didn't, you know, he he wasn't interested in that part of it. Uh, but it worked out that, you know, uh, he and I got a divorce early and he remarried. My kids and I, it was just us. And my children knew what I wanted and expected of them. So that part worked out. And before you get married, you should try to find out as much as you can about your prospective spouse. I went to grammar school and high school with my uh, husband, and uh, I still didn't know him. So he had a, he wanted to have a good time, you know, and I wanted my children and I wanted them to be successful at whatever they wanted to do. And they did. 
They did. They were they were great. My my oldest daughter went on to she is I don't know what the position is, but she works for the governor of Illinois. Wow. And she's been working for the governor, I think now about ten or twelve years. And um She's really dependent on, you know, and I'm I'm really proud of her for that too. So the girls have been more than, you know, uh, successful as far as I'm concerned. They've done and succeeded at whatever they wanted to do. Well, I have a question about Kelly. One of her many skills, right, is her storytelling. And I'm wondering, where do you think she learned that? You think that's just her or did she learn that from you? I have no idea. I think Kelly has always been interested in whatever. If if we went someplace, if we went to a restaurant or something, and there was a a waiter that she was, you know, sort of like uh, impressed with, who was doing the job and doing it well, she watched everything he or she did because she just believed in perfection. And um, I always liked that. She was always kind to people. She always did what was necessary to make her family happy. And she never brought a grade home that I wasn't satisfied with. And when she get home from school, she would study. She Before she did anything else, would do a homework. <laughs> and um, I, I was really... I was never disappointed with with Kelly or whatever she wanted to do. She had an awful lot of friends, but she didn't join her friends until she finished her chores and her homework. So she did it. She she was there. She she did what she needed to do. Do you have any um, kind of favorite sayings, Bess, or kind of prayers or mantras or mottos? Anything that you kind of um, have leaned on that's kind of helped you or given you kind of guidance or direction in your life? I think the the thing I always think about, if you want something, you have to work for it. That's just how I feel, you know? I don't expect anybody to give me anything, but if I want something, just don't give up on it. Just work for it. And that's worked out for me so far. What a great lesson, right? And I can see how that has come through in your family best, how you passed on that idea of making sure that, you know, decide what you want and then put in the work to get it. What a great message that you've given. Well, let me turn to a couple other things. I'd love to know what are some of the things, again, I'm I'm looking now for tips and ideas about how to live my own kind of next best years. And so I'm curious, when you think about hobbies of yours or ways you spend your time, what do you like to do when you're all by yourself best? Well, I know that you have a, a great husband, it sounds like, and some great family. But when you're on your own, what do you like to do for yourself? I love sewing. I love making things. I love decorating a house. There, oh, my goodness. I love to work in the yard. I just like doing, I like making things pretty and neat. And neat. <laughs> I uh, do little reading because that means sitting and being quiet. But it seems like whenever I try that, the doorbell rings, the phone <laughs> rings, or somebody comes back. You know, something happens. Right. But uh, I love to, I, I guess I, I, I enjoy reading when I have an opportunity to. But otherwise, I like to sew. 
I like making things. What do you sew? I make clothes. I uh, make, uh, oh gosh, tablecloths, anything that I see and I've looked and, and wonder whether or not I can do it, I try to do it. I try to sew any and everything. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, that creativity in you, um, right? It's one of your outlets for your creativity. Well, I also have a couple questions I want to ask you, you know, for your family's benefit. So I'm wondering, what's your favorite color? I think my favorite color is navy blue. Navy blue. Do you think your kids and grandkids know that? I don't know. I didn't know that. You don't? I didn't know that, no. Yeah, they didn't know. They didn't know. Now they know. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite uh, musician? Favorite song? Uh, I think Jennifer Hudson. I don't know the song. I just like her sing, her uh, voice and everything. Jennifer Hudson. Me too. Me too, by the way. Powerful. And she's, she's from Chicago, right? Yes, she is. Another Chicagoan. What's the favorite thing that you like to do with your family? I like to take them out. I like to take them out uh, to lunch, sightseeing. I like to take them to... Oh, museums, short trips. Um, just show them what life is all about. I like to be with my kids, my grandchildren, and we just have a beautiful day out, a beautiful time. We didn't do as much, but it would have been nice to to have gone on vacation together and you know someplace different. And that would have been nice. But um, I spent as much time with my grandchildren as I could. So we had, I had a good time with them. I hope they had a good time with me. <laughs> I'm sh- I know it. I know they did. I know they did. I'm blessed. Yeah, they're, they're good kids. Yeah. All of them are good kids. Okay, well, I want you to share anything else that you want to share. But my final question is just thinking about women in their 50s. Any other advice or tips or things that you think they should do for themselves. Um, you know, again, my goal is to live a really long life full of joy, you know, surrounded like you are with the people that I love the most. And also like you've had to have some, you know, some more successes using my brain and, and putting my talents to work. So any other advice or tips that you have for women as they go into their fifties and sixties? I think grandparents, especially grandparents, should spend as much time as they possibly can with their grandchildren. Grandchildren are just great. I mean, it's (laughs) children are wonderful, but grandchildren are better. (laughs) You know, uh, the grandkids are just happy to see you. They want to be with you and you want to be with them. Spend the time, teach them as much as you know, and just enjoy life and always impress upon them that continue with their education. Don't goof off. You know, learn as much as you can out of life. You never know what you'll need later. And just just do the best you can. I can't think of anything uh, else except that grandparents should remember that They were kids once, (laughs) and they have to, you know, realize that there was, you know, if there was anything that was left out of their education or their bringing up or upcoming or whatever it is, they should try to impress it upon their grandchildren because you don't want your grandchildren to miss out on anything. 
Well, as a final message, any final words you want to say to your daughter, my friend, because I don't want there to be anything that you forgot or anything left unsaid. So any final messages just for Kelly? All of Kelly, I try to let her know all the time that I am so impressed with her. And if there's a question I have, I'll call her and ask her, what, what should I do? And she doesn't <laughs> hesitate to tell me. Uh, Kelly has always been the one who was inquisitive. She was always the one who was willing to share. And she's always had me on her calendar, <laughs> you know, so I was never left out. Um, she made certain that I spend the time with the kids when they were growing up. And I tried to do everything that was there. Uh, I love the, her, the choice of her husband. We get along great and we have a wonderful time. He's my son too. So we have a good time. Yeah, I, I'm very proud of Kelly. I'm very proud of Monica too, but Kelly is easier to talk to. <laughs> baby. She is easy to talk to and easy to listen to and um, just a joy to be around. So I can see why your family um, is so special, Bess. I just want to thank you so much for giving us this time today. And I want to wish you a good rest of your day with what I know is going to be spent with your grandchildren. Thank you so very much. And it's so nice to talk with you.